Okay, thank you very much everyone for coming to the V Brown Bag session with myself today. Um, we're going to be covering vSphere 5.5, which we all know is going to end of life now, and what the upgrade possibilities of that. Just to give you a little bit of introduction about myself, my name's Dean Lewis. I come from just outside of Manchester in the UK. I'm actually joining VMware as a technical account manager in December as well, so I'm going over to what people call the mothership. Um, I'm currently a V-expert. I do work with the Veeam Vanguard program and also the Cisco Champion program. I blog at vhk.co.uk. You can also find me on Twitter at SaintDLE. And this presentation will contain a lot of KB articles and a lot of links and a lot of information. So don't worry about trying to capture it all, take pictures, write it down. You'll be able to download this presentation now from vexpert.me forward slash upgrade, and that'll take you to Dropbox. Okay, so first and foremost, one of the reasons why you're all sat here at the moment, vSphere 5.5 has gone end of life. Um, when I first started doing these presentations earlier this year, it was going end of life and it was on a final countdown. Now we've gone past that date as we stood here at VMworld this week. Um, this also includes vCenter, ESXi uh, itself, and other instances such as vSAN 5.5 as well, if you ever deployed the first instances. If you are unable to upgrade to 5.5 at the moment, there is the ability to purchase extended support in one year increments from VMware up to two years. So that will take you to 2020. However, as you can imagine, the price for this is going to be quite expensive from VMware and they're going to use it as kind of a makeshift way to force you to upgrade to six or higher anyway. Technical guidance is still available for 5.5 in the form of KB articles. However, you're not going to get anything such as um, security fixes, hot patches, bug fixes, for example, either. Um, so think along the lines of when we had the whole Spectre meltdown issues at the start of the year. They didn't release anything for ESXi 4.1, ESXi 5, 5.1, for example, because they were all end of support, end of life products. There are other products that are also affected by this. So there is a community website, verton.net, which has a product countdown. And when I took a screenshot of this on Friday, there was a number of key critical components as well that were also end of life. So for example, if you have NSX um, 6.2, the vRealize uh, Operations Managers, a couple of versions there. Um, you've also got Site Recovery Manager 5.5 and 5.8. So one thing we're gonna be covering today as well is the fact that it's not just core vSphere you need think about upgrading. So first and foremost, let's look at the two new hot off the press uh, vSphere versions and what features they bring and why you'd maybe want to upgrade to them. So 6.5 has been out for over a year now. So we have uh, vSend 6.5 for Windows, can be installed on 2008R2 above. We've moved away from the use of the internal Microsoft Express databases for SQL. Um, so it's embedded Postgres SQL, or um, you have to move to a large, uh, an external database for larger instances. But this is, a, most importantly for the Windows version, is going to be the penultimate release available. We also then have what everybody now affectionately loves as the VCSA, so the vSphere appliance. This has completely been rewrote from the ground up. So those of you who remember the VCSA coming out for 5.5, it was based on SUSE Linux. This now uses the Photon OS operating system, which was announced by VMware last year. So this is fully built by themselves. It means VMware managed the lifecycle of this product themselves as well. So if you think about, again, the Spectre and the Meltdown uh, issues at the start of the year, 
VMware are able to produce the hotfixes for that appliance straight away rather than wait for a third party such as SUS or Microsoft to release a, um, an update patch for the operating system and then see how it affects their software as well. Highly scalable, so as you can see, we've got 2,000 hosts, uh, 35,000 virtual machines. So the hero numbers that we all know come to love whenever we get a VMware release. We have the introduction of true vCenter high availability in an active and a passive virtual appliance, which is something that a lot of people have been asking for for many, many years. There was the ability to do it within the Windows environment using failover cluster manager, but it wasn't supported by VMware. It was quite clunky, and to be honest with you, you probably end up with more issues than fixing the high availability issue. We also have the introduction of VMFS 6. This gives you that 4K native support. The ability to do automatic unmap. So now within the latest version of VMware tools, if you delete any space, that space gets marked as free within the operating system. The SXI host is then knows about this and then can pass that command directly down to your storage as well, rather than having to go through the ability of um, in 6 or 5.5 where you'd have to run the iSCSI unmap commands manually on a periodic basis or write a power CLI script to do this for you. Um, it requires to create the VMFS data store from new. You can't upgrade to a VMFS 6 format. There is a PowerCLI command which is called update VMFS data store, which is really helpful. Don't use this unless you've evacuated that data store of your virtual machines and data that you need beforehand, because it will format the partition on that data store. We also bring in um, VM level encryption that requires an external key manager. Um, introduction of the common REST API frameworks, that's going to be the same common framework that's used across all VMware products going forward. Um, we've got pre predictive DRS, which ties into the vRealize suite. So as the trend analysis starts to build up for your environment over 30, 60, 90 days, a year, however long, we can then look at the workloads that's going on in the environment. So let's think of your payroll server. It's probably only active for one day of 30 in a month. So what will happen is vRealize will see one day a month that this virtual machine will get hammered for storage I.O., network I.O., for example, and it will ensure predictively that before the end of the month it moves that virtual machine to a host where there is no contention of resources, for example, to ensure that virtual machine gets the best amount of resources available for the workload that it's going to run. We have proactive HA. So this is where the SXI links directly into plugins to do with the vendors. So HP, Dell, Cisco, for example. So for example, if you have a Cisco server that's all of a sudden starting to report that's correctable memory errors on a stick of RAM within the server, you can set up your settings on predictive, uh, proactive HA to migrate virtual machines off that host before it has a physical failure, which is something that can be really, really handy. Like I say, it's a plugin and it's supported by the vendors as well, so you need to talk to them in terms of the integration for that piece. And then finally, the HTML5 web client is built into the vCenter release as well, um, and the updates have been released for 6.5 as we go along for the HTML web client, and obviously this is going to be built in 6.7. So what's new in 6.7? Simplified deployment topologies, which we're going to go through in a later slide. Um, more performance through the VTSA, as you can imagine. So the hero numbers again, two times faster operations, three times reduction in memory usage, three times faster DRS-related operations, i.e. powering on lots of virtual machines all at once and allocating them to different hosts with the right resources. The ability to do vSphere quick boot, so 
I know a lot of us have probably sat here before now and rebooted a HP server or a Cisco UCS server and been waiting 20 odd minutes for it to reboot because it's going through all of the posts, the memory checks and so forth. Now in 6.7, if you upgrade your ASXi instance, it will quick boot that OS on that machine so it doesn't do a full cold reboot of the host. HTML5 client first. Um, in update one, which has just come out, we've now got full parity with the Flash um, browser sorry, the Flash web client. So it means that in your browser now, you can go to HTML5 and use it as your day-to-day -day operations client, which is really handy. Um, <clears throat> encrypted vMotion between vCenters now as well. So we've had cross vCenter vMotion available for a while. It first started off as a fling and then was baked into the product. Now you can encrypt that traffic that goes on as well between your data centers. We have the ability for vSphere persistent memory. So this is supported by hardware modules available from Dell EMC and HP at the moment, but I believe there's going to be some other vendors possibly talking about that in the solutions exchange as well this week. Um, and essentially we're leveraging super fast storage for high Ops and exposing them to the guest operating system as non-volatile memory as well. Um, vCenter hybrid linked mode and vSphere um, health as well. So the vSphere health allows you to go off and check the um, um, in your environment, the health of your environment, your VCSA, and check the KB articles that are out there. So which version do we look at going to? Um, so you can't upgrade from 5.5 to 6.7 directly. So you need to make a decision. Do you go from 5.5 to 6.0 or 6.5 and then 6.7? Or do you just go to 6.5 because it's the most mature product available at the moment? Um, and the longer answer is, it depends. Do you go to 6.7 as well? Do you have compatibility with the third parties? Okay, so let's just upgrade because it's nice and easy and VMware have put a lot of Q&A into this process going forward. Um, there is a nice and easy uh, spreadsheet from VMware and various KB articles that you can follow. You read the notes, you make sure you're backed up your configuration, you make sure your plugins are compatible, you upgrade vCenter, you then um, update your host using Update Manager, and then you set up login as well, because it's something that VMware are really pushing, especially with uh, products available such as Login Site. And then you upgrade your VMware tools and your virtual machine hardware as well. But as we know, upgrades aren't that simple, otherwise none of you guys will be sad here. So the first things first is to check those plugins, that's your backup vendors, that's your monitoring products, your automation products as well, even the scripts that you've been using maybe to deploy um, instances of virtual machines. Make sure they're all compatible before you start them upgrades. If you can POC before you upgrade, then brilliant. So there are upgrade sequences available from VMware as well for 6.5 and 6.7, and it will go through all of the VMware product set for you. So as you can see here, there's a number of um, items from VMware that need to be thought about that may be plugged into your environment that need to be upgraded beforehand. So in the upgrade sequence, the actual vCenter server is the eighth product down the line that you would need to upgrade to 6.7. Before that, you have to upgrade every other component to a version that supports 6.7. So for example, we've got things like vRealize Automation, vRealize Operations, um, we've got NSX as well. So all of those would need to support the environment before you go to 6.7. Otherwise, you're going to cause yourself a world of pain. 
And just to let you know as well, when 6.7 came out as GA, there was a number of key products that didn't support 6.7 straight away as well. So that included Horizon, NSX, um, if anyone was using the OpenStack integration. So these products now all support 6.7, but it's something that you need to consider as well going forward that this happens when a product is brand new and released to the markets. So the big thing to think about moving from 5.5 to a higher version is single sign-on is gone. It now becomes the platform services controller, and this deals with identity management for administrators and applications. So this looks after your licensing, security tokens for your logins, um, your health service, your authentication framework, your directory services, and your certificate framework. So if you need to consolidate your SSO domains, in 5.5, so for example, if you've got lots of instances of vCenter with SSO and you've called them all vSphere.local and they're all individual, you're going to need to consolidate them domains and use the idea of sites. And you need to do that before you move to 6.5. You can do it in 5.5, there's a KB article available for it. They have also made it available to consolidate these sites in 6.7 during the operation as well. They actually brought that back because they realized it's quite a big problem for customers. But as we know, you can't go from 5.5 to 6.7 anyway. So you would have to do all this consolidation up from, because you would have to do a step upgrade into 6.0 and then 6.5 or from 6.0 to 6.7. Um, enhanced link mode replaces the vCenter linked mode. So this also brings together some topology problems with that as well. So in 6.5 and earlier, you cannot deploy two standalone embedded vSphere appliances where we have the uh, PSC embedded on the same appliance as well and have enhanced linked mode. But in 6.7, VMware have now updated that so that it is a supported topology as well. So this is one of the key things where you really need to understand your own environment and what you want to achieve as part of your upgrade and read the release notes and the documentation before you move. So here we've got some of the topologies that are available. So in 5.5, uh, we've got a setup where we've got all of the individual components extrapolated because it was possible in 5.5. But when we move it to 6.5, it's going to be consolidated on your vCenter server and your platform services controller. And this may be embedded on the same VCSA or it may be separate appliances. So a quick diagram of the consolidation of the vSphere domain. So as you can see, we've got separate sites across the world, each called vSphere.local. Before we move to 6.0 or higher, we need to consolidate these. So they're all under vSphere.local, but the sites are identified by different sites' names. So during the migration, it is supported for a mixed topology. So you can be in unsupported topology format. And VMware don't give any guidelines on how long you can be in this state for, but obviously the guidelines from VMware is to get your upgrade completed as quickly as possible. You will only have one single SSO domain going forward, but multiple SSO sites. And in 6.7, um, the Converge tool to do this for you, make it nice and simple, is located on the ISO itself and can be run from Windows, Mac, or Linux. So pre-upgrade tasks, because we've looked, we've gone through all of our notes, we've decided we are going to upgrade to either 6.5 or 6.7. So first things first is the simple things. It's the common sense things that always trip people up, that I always get called out from customers where they've had a failed upgrade. 
check the hardware status of all your hardware, check the software status, make sure all of your services are running within your various VMware components. Make sure you've got that good backup. That's always key. The amount of times a customer's just thought the backups have worked. Do a test restore beforehand. It might take a couple of hours to do a test restore, but that couple of hours could save you days of trying to fix broken vSensors and being on the phone to VMware. <clears throat> Read the documentation through and through. I can't stress this enough. Make sure you've got all of your infrastructure details and your prereqs in place. So there is a number of things, for example, deploying a new VCSA um, will need the DNS records in place already for that. So it's one of the things that kind of, again, gets missed straight away. It will fail right at the end of the wizard as it starts to deploy that your DNS record isn't there. And you've got to go through that wizard all again from the scratch. And build a checklist. So I've got a simple checklist of the, um, the VMware products that we were building, the, what we're going to upgrade, what the current version is, what version we're going to, and any comments as well. So for example, is there a KB article we need to reference? Is there a hot fix that we need to install beforehand? So, and check the, v, uh, the VMware compatibility guide. A lot of people that I speak to don't realize you can change this box here. By default, it looks at the servers. So you type in your HP DL30 Gen 8, for example. You can actually change that to look at I.O. cards, to look at um, storage and SAN is the, the version I've got it on at the moment. You can change it to look at the various different products that are out there as well from VMware. So make sure you check all of those details. <coughs> If you've got any open support tickets, whether this is internal to your company or external, then cover them off, close them. Make sure you understand if you don't close them what the upgrades of that effect are going to be. I've had it before where a Windows server's been running out of space, has vCenter installed, customer goes to update that server and runs it out of space, and then it all falls over and they've no way to manage the VMware environment. And you look back and go, okay, well, the server's running out of space. And the answer is, oh yeah, we knew about that, we just didn't get around to cleaning it up. It's really daft common sense things that always trip everybody up. Open a proactive support request with VMware. Um, there's actually guidance from VMware on this now. There's a KB created for, by them about what they expect as a proactive support case. VMware would rather you ring them up and tell them you're going to upgrade your vCenter environment and what your plan steps are so they can vet and validate that for you before they do it or before you go ahead with the upgrade itself. So then if you do have a problem, you've already got that ticket opened, VMware have already got the details of what you were planning to achieve, it makes that process a lot quicker if you do need to speak to VMware to help you with a failed upgrade. Plan your time accordingly. This is something that I can't stress enough. There are a couple of KBs available. It looks at the database sizes. So for example, if we take it off um, very, very simple maths, the VMware KB states that if you've got a 40 gig database size, whether that's in vCenter for Windows or vCSA, and you're only migrating the inventory and configuration data, which is about seven gig usually, it's going to take 30 minutes for that upgrade. Your vCenter environment is going to be offline during that period for 30 minutes. So if your database size and you're going to migrate your event and task data um, is 40 gig, it's going to be an hour and four minutes is the estimate. That means your vCenter is going to be offline for an hour and four minutes. Why is this key? If you're using Veeam, for example, to do storage snapshots or backups every hour, 
during your backup window period, your vCenter is going to be offline within that hour based on their estimations. So again, if you've got a very old vCenter environment, you've had it for many years, lots of hosts, lots of virtual machines, it's 250 gig and we're gonna go with the extremes of migrating all data, vCenter's going to be offline for 10 hours and 45 minutes. Can you suffer that downtime so that maybe you, ex you go outside of your backup window? If you can, what do you need to tell the business, for example? What plans do you need to put in place during that time if you do have an upgrade failure? Again, read the documentation. I feel like a stuck record with it, but the amount of times I've had my own engineers come to me with an issue and the fix or the answer's been in the documentation that they should have read. And then finally, get familiar with the upgrade process. Look at the independent bloggers that are out there that have taken screenshots, that have gone through the process. Understand that process yourself before you go and do it, especially if you can't POC it yourself. Use the hands-on labs that are available from VMware, for example. <clears throat> okay, so we're doing the upgrade ourselves. So is it a migration or is it an upgrade? Because the, uh, the ability to do both within the VCSA um, ISO deployment, if you're staying on Windows, you're just gonna upgrade it. Um, if it's a migration, this is where you're deploying the new P, um, platform services controller and vCenter as distributed components. If you upgrade, it's usually a straight upgrade of the VCSA or the Windows environment. Um, however, it actually deploys a new VCSA anyway because it's this new Fulton OS. Again, stress, the vCenter's unavailable. Um, there's a number of database tips as well that are available to go through, health check your databases, clear out old indexes, clear out orphan and stale data as well. Bringing that database size down, get all of that done and dusted up front before you click migrate. It reduces the time that it takes to migrate, but it also clears out any possible issues. So for example, one of the great ones I used to find moving to uh, 6.5 was when it gets a migrating uh, VMware update manager it would always fail on the database because of some stale data in there. And usually the, fi the quick and nasty fix for it was just uninstall update manager off the Windows server, get rid of it, remove it from vCenter, and then migrate again, because then you can create a new um, VMware update manager uh, instance within the appliance. However, you might not be able to do that for whatever reason. In my instance, it meant I had to recreate all my configuration baselines, for example, re-import all of my patches. Do you want to spend the time doing that? <clears throat> and again, there's um, scripts that are located on the ISO as well to clean up the data from MySQL, Postgres, and Oracle as well to help you with that. If you're using custom SL certificates, whether you're using uh, an internal CA or whether you're using an external CA, so for example, you're using a public wildcard domain, which I've seen before with people, back up them certificates beforehand before you upgrade them. Check the network connectivity on the machine that you're running the upgrade from. Make sure it can contact all of your hosts, your vCenter, resolve the DNS names, because that ISO more likely is going to run from your laptop, from your machine, rather than the server itself. Upgrade components as per your checklist and the sequencing. Don't kind of sit there and get a little bit bored and start to think you're going to upgrade other components at the same time. I've seen with customers and with my engineers where they thought, oh, well, it's migrating the database for vCenter, so I'm going to start upgrading my backup products at the same time, and then things don't work or they get out of sync. You know, follow that order. Because, again, if you need to ring up someone and get support to kick logs, then it's very quick and easy to do that and not have to explain the mess you've got yourself into. Bring your XI host up to 6.5 and use those customized ISOs where available. 
upgrade VMware tools. And remember that VMware tools is now separate, uh, forked away from the ESXi releases as well. So there may be a newer VMware tools available than what comes with your ESXi installation. Um, and upgrade your virtual hardware version. This is kind of one of the things that I always see people not doing because it requires a reboot. Um, this exposes new CPU ID features. So for example, again, going back to Spectre and Meltdown, to actually protect your virtual machines from those particular security vulnerabilities, you needed to upgrade to the version of um, hardware that came with the ASXi update as well. Um, so VMware tools can be found on the drives and tools section of the v, uh, vSphere download for the latest versions, or you could just Google it. Um, upgrading licenses, so again, this is just in case you download the slideshow, just where you find to upgrade your license as well, because not a lot of customers know where the options are for that. Okay, a couple of gotchas to run through. So 5.1 cannot be managed, ESXi, 5.1 cannot be managed by vCenter 6.5. So if you have any hold hosts that you haven't updated yet that are even older than 5.5, you need to think about that. There's a number of devices that are deprecated for support in 6.5 as well. Um, SQL Server Express is not supported anymore as well, so this is where you'd be migrated on your Windows environment to a Postgres database. Um, update Manager is now built into the appliance, so you don't need that Windows dependency if you're using the VCSA. And there's a number of uh, processes that aren't supported as well in 6.5. So this is kind of more if you have a home lab um, or some secondary kit that's DR and quite old as well, just to kind of think about as well. Um, VMware's discontinued the third-party vSwitch program. So if any of you guys use the uh, Nexus V, for example, that's going to be supported in 6.5, but it won't be supported from 6.5 update one going forward, and it's not supported in 6.7. Um, there's also an IBM one as well that is uh, used, but I've never actually seen it out in the wild by anyone I've spoke to. Um, upgrading the latest version of the VCSA is built into the VAMI itself. So you just log in, click update, and it will pull them directly down from VMware itself and reboot the appliance for you. And if you are running uh, vSAN, so that should be, dun, 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 that should be vSphere 6.0 um, upgrade update 2 you have to upgrade to vSphere 6.7 update 1. There is no upgrade path from vSphere 6.5 update 1 to vSphere 6.7. You have to go to the latest release currently available. Quick overview of vSAN considerations. Um, when you're upgrading for 5.5, you have to upgrade to 6.5 update 1 before the vSAN hosts are upgraded to 6.6 .6 or 6.6.1. So again, verify you've got your backups in place, you've read the documentation. There is some very nice websites that are linked to at the end as well to take you through all of them sets of vSAN because it's a whole slideshow on its own. Um, and make sure you're using the latest version of vSAN prior to the upgrades as well. So we can see here, if you're on vSphere 5.5, you have to be on this patch before you can go to 6.6. .6. Otherwise, you are going to find available your host go offline. NSX um, and vShield, so vShield no longer exists. So you need to migrate to from vShield manager to NSX 6.2 before you can upgrade to anything higher. So it is a migration process. However, NSX 6.2 is now also end of life, which causes a few problems. You can still download the media and upgrade this from VMware. It's still available, I've checked. Um, it's still worth opening the support to get with VMware, even though 6.2 is end of life, to help you with that migration as well. You cannot just upgrade to the newest version of NSX. 
And again, you can see with the compatibilities there, there's a lot of things you just can't move to for whatever reason. Um, once you go to NSX as well. So it will be a step upgrade V-Shield into 6.2 NSX and then upgrade your versions of NSX to the latest version as well. So you may need to plan this with your vCenter. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up. So again, this presentation, I am sorry I've got to kind of rush through it. When I last presented this, it was at VMUG and I did have an hour. Uh, presents, pres, uh, presentations available at vexpert.me forward slash upgrade. Um, there's an upgrade book available for 6.5 from Imadumis. There's a new one coming out for 6.7 soon. Um, VMware Storage Hub, so storagehub.vmware.com for all your vSAN needs and vSphereCentral.vmware for all of your vSphere upgrade needs. Just let you all quickly get a picture of that. And then finally, whilst we're at VMworld this week, there's a couple of other sessions that are run by the VMware guys. So you can go and meet the experts today and tomorrow at table nine over in the halls. You can also see Make Your vSphere 6 or 7 Upgrade Bulletproof today at two o'clock. And tomorrow with Nigel Hickey and my friend Kev Johnson, you can see um, the upgrade journey from 11 till 12 as well. Thank you very much. Again, apologies for rushing through that towards the end. If you have any questions or queries, grab me uh, in a couple of minutes.